This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you MCU nerds out there. I'm Joanna Nick Furry Krupnik. And I'm Brian. He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where, Plopsky. <laughs> and we could not be happier that you corralled your screaming goats and checked your arm, got into Valhalla to join us today. Because today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we are covering ourselves in gold body paint and giving you our instant reactions to Thor Love and Thunder in theaters now. Uh, Okay, some housekeeping. Uh, Head to the feed to check out all of our coverage on Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is out, um, and Miss Marvel. And coming up, we'll be talking season four of Stranger Things and The Boys. Uh, And you may be like, how can I keep up with all of this? There's just so much content. We also feel the same way. However, we'll be sure to cover everything, and you should be subscribed to us, The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple, Spotify, Podcasts. You'll be notified every time a new episode drops. Um, again, as Joanna mentioned, we're doing Stranger Things. We're, we're finishing up Miss Marvel. Later in the summer, we'll have all of that She-Hulk action and or uh, the Game of Thrones show, Lord of the Rings show. Um, so follow along on the social medias as well. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. But before we start talking about Thor Love and Thunder, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling other Thor movies, potentially Endgame, anything that had Thor in it, uh, potentially the future of the MCU, we will see. Um, But this is your spoiler alert alert. All right. right. My passport, sir. Yes, passport, uh, MCU passports. Uh, it looks like I'm a nine and you're an eight. Yes, we upgraded. We got some new stamps. Look at those, look at those new stamps. Ooh. They're so inky and wet. I know, exactly. Um, all right, Joanna, we saw this Thursday night. Um, we haven't talked about this at all. Uh, it is now Friday morning. You've slept on it. What did you think of Thor, Love, and Thunder? Um, I had a great time. Um, I didn't have a ton of expectations about this movie. There was one thing I wanted to happen that didn't, but all in all, let me be clear. I had a fabulous time. This is a great movie. I think the tone sometimes was a little all over the place. Not that I really minded. I also think Taika Waititi is, is everywhere, not just Roy Kent, but it is everywhere lately. Um, I don't want to say he's overexposed. I mean, this just happens with an Arthur that is just like, you know, is great and has such a great stamp on his stuff as he does. But there was just a lot going on. Um, I also think that Ragnarok is like, I mean, that and Winter Soldier are like my two. I don't really count Endgame and Infinity War because they're like their sure. own thing. But yeah, those yeah. are my two favorite MCU movies. And so, and Ragnarok was so special because we were so shocked by like the transformation of Chris Hemsworth into a comedian basically, or letting him be one. Um, so there was a lot of expectation that I didn't, that I, I guess I didn't realize 
I was kind of holding for another Taika Thor movie. Um, again, this is all to say this was a such a fun movie. I had a smile on my face. Well, I was either crying or had a smile on my face the entire time or covering my eyes a few times. Um, and I loved it um, so much. I think, yeah, we'll talk about it, but I, I loved it. Um, sure. I definitely think it's my, if I think about it in phase four movies, um, it's definitely better. I, I liked it better than everything. Maybe it's just under Spider-Man No Way Home. But you you liked it better than Shang Chi. I think so. Mm -hmm. Just because I laughed a lot more, and I do like that. Um, But and I do love a rom com, which it does have that tone at times. Sure. So, but Shang Chi is third. Um, So yeah, I think it's up there in the top three of Phase Four for sure. Mm. What about you? Meh. Really? Yeah, I had like you. I had a lot of fun sitting through this movie, but for a two-hour runtime, it felt very long um, in places. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I I have a lot of feelings about this movie. I think that it's a mess narratively. I think that it's all over the place tonally. I think that the comedy, which didn't work for me 80% of the time, undercut the actual plot. I feel like plot was brushed aside so that we can make a joke that didn't work a lot of the times. Um, I thought that our favorite characters didn't get enough screen time and the characters that got a lot of screen time was wasted with jokes and not like what's happening. Um, I think that, uh, the the first half of this movie is a mess. The second half is way more fun uh, and very exciting. I think that the Guardians were a waste. Um, a to- they they totally wasted the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and uh, I think that Valkyrie was awesome every time she was on screen and totally wasted. I I, I really felt like they were shoehorning in jokes. And I I, I recently rewatched Ragnarok before this. Same. And I would still say that a lot of it works, uh, you know, you, similar to like a Will Ferrell movie, like the first time you hear or see the joke, it's not as funny the second time. Um, but I, I still think that Ragnarok is, is the jokes are still there. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was, I wasn't disappointed. I was not disappointed, but I was just whelmed. Um, I, I think that like the movie undercut itself with its own forced humor. I think that, um, the best part of this movie, without a doubt, was Christian Bale. Um, without a doubt. I didn't know we were getting so specific. I love Christian Bale, I think, is the best acting performance of any villain in the MCU. I think I, I, think I believe that. Okay, I can't I, think of I, a better one. Yeah, I think that's a totally I, – I could see that an argument for that. And I, I don't disagree with you. I think that um, – he was wonderful. That whole Shadow Realm sequence was spectacular, um, just in terms of cinematography and and how they used color. Um, but I'll I'll stop there for right now. I was definitely when it was over, I was like, meh, that was fine. Um, and uh, I, I just think I asked myself the same question that you presented in your you know high level um, recap. Um, I am curious as to if it just wasn't funny for me or if I'm oversaturated with Taika Waititi when it comes to, um, you know, uh, the HBO Max series, you know, um, with the pirates 
or what we death. do in the shadows. Our flag means death or, you know, all, all the other stuff. So, um, and it makes me not nervous, but like, I don't want this same kind of tone in a star Wars movie that he's making. Um, if, if you're going to remove plot for like jokes that don't really work, do I like his humor? 100%. But I just feel like we are this movie. This is what it is. This movie never breathed. There was never, but an act in, in the second half of the movie, it did a little bit like with Thor and, um, Jane scenes and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I'll stop there because now we can get into like real spoilers. Yeah, I uh, what? Oh yeah, Taika. The thing about Ragnarok was that I really got the sense that he was an MCU fan. He got some of the in jokes that it like he was really self aware with the MCU. So I, I'm curious, and in this one, I think that sort of freshness was of course it still has that self-awareness and like it's making fun of itself at times but it was just you know it was the second time we've seen it um I hear that there's a so that I do hear there's like a four-hour cut which you know probably this this was shorter I I I thought of this as actually an hour and a half and then I then I found out right before that was an hour 45 so I still thought this was relatively short and I kept yeah. being like, it's going to be over soon. Oh, no. Um, so I actually liked the runtime because I thought I kept thinking it was going to be over and there was more. So I guess that was just an expectation mm-hmm. I had. But with Star Wars, I don't know what his thoughts on Star Wars are. I haven't really read anything about him talking about this. So I think there's a potential that we could actually have a really cool Star Wars movie from him. Yeah, absolutely. If in fact, he, yeah, if in fact he, um, you know, knows stuff about star wars that we don't know that he knows so i'll be curious to see what star wars is but <laughs> there is um, a report that he asked natalie portman to be in the star wars movie and she was like i've 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 did it already like he didn't know i read that but i didn't well, he really forgot read i don't know what the reasoning was, yeah. i thought i was like i bet i was like i think they could make that work but no we just think of her as padme the whole time oh yeah um, she could not be in another star wars movie ever unless she's playing padme what did you think so the first thing I thought when I – so they start with a cold open yes. um, to Gore. And at first, like, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a really compelling villain because we're going to see how he happened, basically. And I thought that worked mm-hmm. really well. I mean, again, yeah. Bale was – there were, like, elements of Danny DeVito um, in Batman 2, like, with the licorice – inky mouth and sure like yeah yeah how he was wronged you know early and it, it, he was fabulous and i love that he got to actually keep his own accent i was so happy because i don't i can't think of a movie recently where he's gotten to be british mm. english so that was exciting um yeah i love the cold open <clears throat> i thought that he was excellent um uh the cold opens the cold open was probably the only part of the movie that like breathed a little bit that like you really got to like take it in and what was happening to this person. Um, and then you get the, you know, the whole sequence with the gods and this oasis that they kind of create. Um, creepy. I guy. thought that was, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I really dug that opening for sure. And, and, and it definitely enhanced the viewing of gore throughout all of this, um, uh, this whole movie. Did you kind of gasp when they showed us the Necro Sword? 
No, not really. Was going further because I have a lot of questions. I don't. I didn't like. Does this? Are there multiple Necroswords? Is this the one? I don't know anything. I I go the Thor stuff and Gore stuff like is beyond my knowledge of Marvel. No, but I mean, right? But I guess I'm wondering if this is since we now have had stuff with Necroswords twice. This is the second time. Um, the stinger with Dane Whitman at the end of Eternals. Like, is this? It can't. I'm just wondering if they're connected. I, probably. I have no idea. Interesting. Um, yeah, we should say that the daughter, Christian Bale's daughter, is actually Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Yes. Um, and then and his sons are in this movie, I think, too, Small of the Children. One of my favorite moments was the kids' battle at the end. Sure. That was so funny like the little girl with her (laughs) wand and her like tutu and she's like has the thor like for a limited time only like give them the power of you know the gods um and the kid with her stuffed animal oh my god it was so funny um and i think his wife was in this too i think she's the when uh korg is telling the story at the beginning and showing like telling us about Thor and like where he's been and he's like making out with some like wolf woman on the back of a wolf or whatever. Mm. I think that's the actual way. Mm. Um, so actually it's a family talk- affair. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about that opening sequence. Um, this movie spends so much time and this is this, we can talk about this in the larger MCU, but this movie takes such time to fill us in on what has happened there's mm. so much exposition and it's so fast. It never lets you breathe. It's edited very quickly. I, I, I think, you know, I wonder if we're going to get more of that kind of stuff as we move through the MCU because, like, there are so many movies and things and now TV shows to actually catch up on to understand what's happening. This one didn't need a TV show, like, to help you figure it out because, really, the only two things you need to know for this are – I guess the other two, the other three Thor movies and like Infinity War and Endgame. But that's a lot mm-hmm. of content before you can understand, fully appreciate this movie. This is a one off. This feels like a one off comic book, and you can totally like pick pieces and understand the major plot of this. But I just felt like maybe. Not not that my time was wasted because I know what's happening, but I do think that a little piece that I just think that that opening sequence was edited together so quickly and didn't let it breathe. And they just kind of go through the fact that he's been fighting with the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy have like I know that um, Star Lord has other things on his mind, like finding the Gamora that left the battlefield at the end of Endgame. You know, like the the we don't really get the guardians are poorly written. The thing about the guardians, in my opinion, is that like their 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 charm is they're interacting with each other is like all that happening. And quite frankly, like I don't think we got any of that. Like it, there's so much happening in the MCU now. There's so much happening in MCU now. At, at least. At least we know we're getting the Guardians two more times in the next year and a half. We're getting the holiday special in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But 
I don't know. I just felt like they were a total throwaway. And these are characters we we love. Those those movies are some of my favorite. Um, at least the first one is. And I just was kind of like disappointed in how they handled the Guardians. I didn't need a full Guardians movie at the beginning of this. Like I'm not. That's what I'm saying. But I needed more of their character a little bit. I don't know. Um, I, I just thought all the Thor stuff at the beginning was just like thrown together. It felt very. It felt very piecemeal, not a full thought. It felt like half sentences. Um, I, I, the, at the beginning of this movie, just like I was just like, whoa, whoa, like pump the brakes for two seconds. Like I need time to breathe to absorb all of that, even though I know all of it. Um, and then and, and and then with and then the goats, I did not find funny. So like that whole sequence at the beginning with the blue people and the goats, like just did not work for me i thought i just thought that a lot of the a lot of the banter was very grating because i just didn't find it funny um and i i don't know that that's that's kind of how i felt in the opening of this movie and it it had to really win me back in some ways and that's not how i wanted to watch this movie that's just how i felt in the moment Uh, from you anything about what you thought at the beginning the the, so the Guardians expectation I had was very high as well when I found out they were going to be in it. It makes sense that we have to start with them because that's where we left yeah. him was going off with them. I liked that Chris Pratt, that Star-Lord was the one who was imparting some of this love knowledge to Thor that Thor already really has, but that in a different way um, he had to unlock because we watched Star-Lord grow in that way with Gamora throughout mm-hmm. all of those movies. So that was kind of sweet. I do agree with you that they that they their strengths lie when they have banter together and their family works together. Um, so you and you didn't get as much of that, but because it is Thor's movie, I sort of I just enjoyed the fact that the Guardians seem like they are over Thor. They're like, okay, can you sit out this one? Like, sure. he's so overpowered. I mean, it's just there's no contest. It's like he's so that beautiful. Whole- yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. I, I I think that that just whole sequence was just so messy and overloaded and there was so much happening that like it was hard to be like distilled down to like what it actually should have been. There was just so much happening along with the Korg um, narration, which I wasn't totally into. Um, but uh, I think Taika's Korg is, is can be very delightful. So I didn't I didn't mind that so much. And like his tone is so light. The The goats thing. I agree with you. I didn't, per- I mean, there were p- moments where I thought it was like, they're just goats that rock scream and the soundtrack is so much rock music. So I kind of thought it was funny and I liked when they ran into the planet, sure. but there that were was my kids in my audience who loved the goats. So I just mm. think that like some jokes land for me. I don't like, I was cackling at that one scene with Matt Damon and um, Luke Hemsworth who are like, I didn't hear a no. I didn't hear one either. Like we're trying to like, you know, make this a, like the dramaturgs of the town. Yes. Like that was hysterical. <laughs> that so stuff I just worked think for me a little, for sure. Yeah. I, I think. And like when he holds up the phone with the Nick furry, I just, the montage of their dating life, like I guess pre Ultron, cause that's he, they've broken up by Ultron or no, they're together at Ultron, but they're sort of on the outs during Ultron. Um, that was, Right, they broke up by Ragnarok. Um, that worked for me real well. I loved Agreed. seeing their dating life on Earth. Me too. You know, and how that sort of broke apart. It made a hundred percent sense to me. And um, yeah, so the mo- that montage really worked. I-, I think the opening was I was just very overwhelmed. 
but I was still enjoying it. Um, and I see that Thor is a bit of a mess. So it kind of made sense that the beginning would be a mess. Although the Enya drop was very, the Enya needle, needle, needle drop was very funny. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. Again, I enjoyed myself, but I'm being a little bit more critical here just because it's fresh on my mind. I, I'm, I'm looking forward oh. to watching again. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then um, I just uh, so let, let's let's kind of move on. Um, the I, I really like what happened with New Asgard with the tourist traps and the destination, the cruise ships. Um, the light, as someone the, uh, who just Yes, yes. Uh, Gauntlet Cone or whatever it was. Um, uh, um, For someone who just came from very touristy destinations, um, that felt very real. And a seaside Um, one at that. Yes. The only thing that I will say about that is I just just believe that the um, production quality of a play that would happen in a situation like that would be better than what they presented. Even though I laughed and was funny, I think realistically that would have a little bit more production value. I think you're right. Um, but if we want to get super meta, maybe it's because they needed Matt Damon and Melissa McCarthy. Oh no. <laughs> so they blew their budget well, not, on that. But this is no, not, not, no, but not, not, no, I know what you're saying. You're saying like, wouldn't a town like this, have a higher budget with all the money that they're making for their play. But I'm saying, what if it really was Melissa McCarthy and really was Matt Damon? And I, then, I understand what yeah, you're saying. You're right. Name, name. Um, I, I will say that the um, MCU has done theater dirty between that play and making fun of the two actors in the town and um, Rogers, the musical, which would not <laughs> have that type of budget. Um, they, the, I, I feel like Kevin Feige has an opinion about stage theater. <laughs> he must, right? Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But maybe he's trying to lower everyone's expectations that when they see a real show, they're like, oh, this is much better than they make it seem like. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but yeah, bringing, uh, Hemsworth and, um, uh, Damon back and Sam Neill for that matter was, was, was great. And I think, um, uh, Falcone, his uh, Melissa McCarthy's husband was like the techie. Um, yeah, I saw him holding her hand when they were bowing. Um, but it's so again, se- I think that they all just invited them to Australia. <laughs> yeah, and everyone just had a great time. Like their families were in it. Totally. You know, Matt, Natalie Portman's kids and Chris Hemsworth's kids were at the same uh, school during this filming. And Natalie has a great story about how like nobody cares when she goes to pick up her kids and she can hide because she's really small. But Chris Hemsworth's like hiding behind trees and like he's so big and so godlike and mm. bless his heart, you just can't not see him. And the kids are freaking I have to out. Say, speaking of Chris Hemsworth being big, I was Ugh. my I know we saw it in the trailer, but my breath was taken away by the like how jacked he is and the shape of his body in that sequence where his clothes get knocked off. Like I was absolutely flabbergasted. He is so beautiful. I just can't you just can't take your eyes off of him. I was I I honestly missed his butt because I was laughing at the tattoo. But it his arms like because remember at the earlier movies where they weren't covering his arms and and he like got too big for the costume and they were like you got too swole, so I feel like now they just give him 
like arm like just tanks because they never know how big his arms are going to get. Sure, because he didn't he, wear sleeves at all in this movie. And he was. We could talk about him. He was excellent in this movie. Like he's always good as Thor. You could see that Thor runs through his blood at this point. Um, I, I just think that like. Even in the scenes that didn't work for me, when and he's even a little awkward in the comedy that he's delivering, he's wildly charming. He's fun to watch. He has a he is this character, and I watch him in other movies and don't think of him as Thor. I think he does a great job of being able to be Thor in these movies, and then in other movies I watch him in, um, which admittedly is limited because he's mostly playing Thor. But like, uh, I, I definitely, I really appreciate what he brings to the character, the multifaceted actor that he is, um, and and the dedication that he brings to all these movies. I, I'm just like very into um, what he yeah, brings he has, to this character, the MCU. He has a really big heart. I feel like for this role, mm. and he just—I I don't actually find him awkward at all. In fact, I don't know if you want to sashay over to the natalie portman discussion but i I, and i love natalie portman and i always have um i she's to me is actually a bit more awkward with the humor and the comedy and we are grateful for chris in a lot of those scenes so i have on my notes i love natalie portman natalie portman is one of my favorite actresses and i don't say that with like tongue-in-cheek like i actually will see any movie that she is in i obviously have a huge crush on her she's like She's when everyone's like, okay, if you get a freebie, like who, like, I mean, I would never do anything like that. However, like Natalie Portman is always on that list. I think she is wonderful. She's whip smart. Um, I think that her performance in Jackie is one for the books and she should have won best actress that year. Vox Lux was my favorite movie from a couple of years ago. I, I just truly love her in every facet of everything. And this is like, obviously tied into star wars but before star wars like watching her as a kid in the professional you're you're natalie stan you're not stan yes however i think she is excellent in this movie in the jane foster sequences i think she is excellent in this movie in like the action sequences and like really being able to pull it off and i think she is 50 percent good in the the comedy, I, the comedy of all the people in this movie, the comedy feels very forced coming from her. Um, and that was a little disappointing. Um, uh, I just think that like, so, like the, the, um, uh, the, uh, the, what's it called? Um, why can't I think of the words I'm trying to say? The, Oh, the, like, the 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 fighting line that she was trying to come up with the whole time. Um, oh, her ta- her like tagline. Her tagline was 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 only delivered okay. Some of her con- her her banter like that like mammoth type banter with Valkyrie didn't really work for me. Um, her like awkward like loving with Chris Hemsworth. The chemistry was actually there a lot more in this movie than it was in previous movies. How oh, I think it's always there. That's oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, but but their their awkward banter and conversations like when in on the boat at the second half of the movie when she's like when she goes like I don't have cancer like that whole thing back and forth oh. like was very awkward to me. Um, but like when she's spoiler alerts when, obviously at the end when she's dying like all of that stuff really worked for me and that's when the movie was good because because Taika Waititi let it breathe. But like leading up to it, I just need I think I needed more 
I needed more Jane Foster. I didn't need more Thor. I, I could have used more Mighty Thor because she's wonderful, but I could have used more Jane Foster stuff throughout this movie. Yeah. Does that make I love sense? Her. Totally. I, I love her as Jane as well more than than the Mighty Thor. I I liked that we didn't have to see her become Thor, that mm. she just shows up at the party and we're like Chris caught completely off guard. I mean, we know, yes. but we don't know. That was awkward too. Um, yeah, a little bit. I think I think she was trying. I, that, that's why I, I thought she was still very endearing throughout, even as Thor, because I can tell that Natalie Portman like is like, I, I can hang, I can hang. Yeah. Um, but I think <clears throat> And the, maybe that's a part of it. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's part of the performance that like didn't hit for me. The like I can hang too. And she's like trying to get into the banter that they do so well. But right. from first viewing, it didn't work as much for me. And I also think it's because a lot of the jokes in the movie didn't work for me. So that influenced how I thought about those sequences. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think she um I think she uh, has the acting chops to pull off the the stuff you were talking about toward the end. So we need her. Um, and I'm glad we have her yes. for all of that. And, and the boat scene, it's funny because when, when you were just talking about how awkward that was, I, I, I did think when she was like joking, she was like, I don't have cancer. I don't know why I just said that. That was mm-hmm. like very kind of weird and awkward, but but also relatable because like when you're depressed, like you yeah. lots of joke. But then almost a second later, when she's like sort of being optimistic about it, being like, and I thought, you know, I heard Molnir and I I like came to New Asgard, and she started, and her eyes are like filling up with tears, and she's not like feeling bad for herself. She's just explaining sort of what happened. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I was bawling, and and just to have Thor. You know, we, you know he knows what cancer is, obviously. So that was great, and he didn't have to, and he like didn't he didn't pity her, but he was just like really holding holding it down in that scene with her. Um, you also and wonder- I like the whole thing about like I just want you to, like I feel really shitty. Like you make me feel shitty. Of course, I loved all of that. Too. <laughs> yes, um, there was a part of me that wondered if her trips to Asgard and these other realms and the ether is what gave her the cancer. So it's almost like, mm-hmm. like that was what influenced. I mean, that's not important because I don't think that would affect the plot. Thor already felt terrible about what was happening because he loves her. And I think that, um, although her mother, was, don't we see her mother dies yeah, of cancer that's, too? That's why that, yeah, like it feels genetic. So like this was the idea that this was always her destiny in a sad, sad way. Um, oh. um, for that what i really loved though and that i cannot stop thinking about is well in my head canon i've decided is yeah. that not only was that a beautiful thing that thor like thrust this promise onto molnir to oh, protect her that got but me but like he, that really got me and that idea like i'm gonna start crying that idea that like molnir thought that this would be the way to get her into valhalla by mm. he couldn't change it couldn't change the cancer but that if it you know it would give her this like amazing third act and let her die in battle in a in a fun and fun in like a awesome way <laughs> yeah that uh-huh. the end result is actually 
her protection and to put her in a place where she will theoretically see Thor again because he will go to Valhalla. He'll definitely die in battle. So I don't, so I think they will see each other again, which like that whole thing was just like, oh, kill me. I loved that. That I mean, Here's I don't know if that's actually what they meant. Was it, was it, it a Valhalla was the end that. result? Yeah. So a couple things. Um, <clears throat> one, do you think that her final tagline when she whispered it into his ear at the end was the love and thunder one that he just repurposed for him and his adopted daughter? Oh, I didn't think of that, but I, 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 I now will think that. Cause at first I thought she can't say eat my hammer because she's about to die. And like, that's going to be weird just coming out of her mouth and her like final words. So I like that they got close and whispered but the fact that they didn't say it out loud means you're right. It might be something different. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I didn't think of, I never thought of that. <laughs> I just thought that you couldn't ever say it. Cause it was like, it was going to get a, get a laugh at a weird time or like if she said it sure. weird, it could be awkward. So I like that they just got to be close, but I like that. So yes, I'm going to go with that. I love that. Great. I um, love that just this whole movie is about people protecting what, who they love Yeah, and the protection mm-hmm. that he puts on her and the protection that Gore puts on his daughter. And, like, all the characters are just protecting people they love. And I love that. So, and I loved how it wrapped with Thor, with love and the thunder. I just, okay. that, was, that was, like, great symmetry. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Gore. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to start from the end first. When he goes into the infinity pool, the infinity realm, like at the end to make a wish at what I have to watch it again. Cause I thought the end was very convoluted in a way. Yeah. I wasn't sure exactly what happened. So yeah, yeah I agree. I, I agree. Like, was he going in to wish all the gods dead and then they changed his mind to wish for his daughter to be alive. Yes. And that's part of how, Jane Foster was able to save the world and universe because she basically promised that his daughter wouldn't be alone and that he saw the love he had. But then also like Gore out of nowhere is like, Oh no, I'm dying. Like it it was, it was, it was very, I think I got the gist of what happened, but I think that the, 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 like the story points were a little bit muddied. Um, But the, the three performances in that sequences no pun intended, held it afloat on that infinity water. Um, um, so is, is that, this the space I, that they just all hang out in? This like the Vormir Soulstone <clears throat> space, it's all the same, like just a, okay. a thin level layer <clears throat> of water. Yeah, I guess that's like the super cool thing. But um, from I don't if anyone here listened to um, Joanna do a great episode of Nerdverse with the Garytron, who I saw this movie with, and Gary loved it. Oh, good. Um, um, he had a great time. He he totally loved it. Um, but I found a TikTok video that explained dimensions versus multiverses versus um, like pockets of things. Pocket dimensions. Pocket dimensions, which are like Tao Lo is a pocket dimension. I'm, I'm the uh, this seems like a pocket dimension. So, um, uh, this was definitely a pocket dimension versus like the other things that we've seen. Um, Noor is another pocket, uh, is another dimension and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page with that 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 um, that ultimate sequence with that. It it kind of reminds me of I'm not going to spoil Ms. Marvel because 
like why I'm not, I hate unnecessarily spoiling things, but the moment that happened recently in Ms. Marvel where a decision and a sacrifice a sacrificial thing happens very quickly, like they're suddenly they turn on a dime before they do something. Sure. I, it's like I, the, the beat wasn't clear enough. I, I wanted to see him about like almost about to kill all the gods and then like, you know, have this have the switch. Because yes, I think we're meant to believe you are absolutely right. They changed his mind. Love is is stronger than hate. Give the daughter another chance. I think that maybe the missing piece too is that when you make the wish, you also die. Or maybe his, again, something unspoken, like maybe his sacrifice to bring her back, he has to go. Or he was already going to go, but because the Necrosword saved him at the very beginning... Mm. that took his that like kept that, him alive do this that's one what thing. i thought my thought was yeah. that his separation from the necro sword is what was his defeat and like he was just like losing all of his power and energy yeah um but i i think any of those other ones could be correct and like was it like i so i just got the sense that that cosmic like you know kind of space being space the being thing was just like this the 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 turn I don't know what it was and then you almost see like the daughter when she's coming back like she almost looks like the watcher because she has those eyes that are sure. white against and I, I don't think purple. that's intentional yeah but like that so yes the ending beat was very strange um just because I was like oh what are all these cosmic things that are in that are like happening right now because we're just getting some words and we're not it's not like the beats weren't quite clear um and that's what i'll say on that i just i do want to say what so there was so much imagery in this movie with the celestials okay that i want that's on my list too there are a couple things that i want to talk about in this well first mistress love is a character in the comic books Mistress Love in the comic books can change her, essentially change her sex and gender based on who she's talking to and based on who, like, uh, for entrance, uh, for, 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 for instance, she's able to turn male when talking to Enchantress because Enchantress is more drawn to males and things of that nature. Um, obviously that's not the version that they're doing here, but it is a character in the comic books. Um, but I just wanted to point that out before we moved on. That's very um, cool. Also, what is it with Disney? It's a formula that always works. And it actually made me very excited for this ne- for, an, for another Thor movie. Um, like a, 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 the older father figure with like you have Din Djarin and uh, Grogu. Grogu. You have um, even Marvel. If we're going as far as Marvel, you have Logan and X-23. Um you Obi-Wan have Obi-Wan and Leia. and Leia. Like you have like <clears throat> listen, it's a formula that works and and but I'm exci- um if you've ever seen have you ever seen Hunt for the Wilder People, Joanna? No. That's one of Taika Waititi's first movies. It's Sam Neill and the little kid from um uh Deadpool 2. Um and it's the two of them like in the New Zealand wilderness. Um and it's that older person younger person dynamic. It's spectacular. Um, it's my favorite Taika Waititi movie. Um, um, I think you should watch it one, but two, because I love that movie so much, it gets me very excited for Chris Hemsworth and his daughter to be in a movie together. Like, like 
figuring out things if if that's the next movie we get. Right. So that's my question. Do we? I, first of all, I love the symmetry that he adopts a daughter, just like um, Odin adopted Loki. Sure. So I think that's really cool. I think that the whole Disney formula. Yes, I'm like okay. This is like very common now. It does work, particularly now to me because I feel like it's trying to usher in a new age of fans, sure. fandom, and and our children's children, and and you know the cycle goes on, and that stuff always gets me. So mm-hmm. I love this because because he is. This is the time for that now, and I I did I I do love. I do love that. So it does work and it works in Star Wars for me and it works in Marvel. Um, my question is, do you think that we are like, is he going to be st- saddled to her? I, I guess I'm like, is this sustainable to like have her, his sidekick be her from now on, whether or not it's actually his daughter um, or not. Uh, I just wonder right, right. if this is now a commitment that they're, that the MCU is going to bring her in now for everything. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe she yeah, princess in New Asgard and like hang out with Asgardians or something. Yeah, I guess she could always he could always drop her off with uh Valkyrie in Valhalla and Sif and stuff like that to train. Maybe but Sif because like, because with Tessa, we're good. I think where she's gonna she's sticking around with him at least. They're gonna yeah. be buds. But so I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I also think that that has a lot to do with we don't know where the MCU is going. Like, is yeah. Thor? going to be one of the only like original Thor and Thor and Bruce are really the only two original Avengers that are still around like it's strange not a written I'm talking like phase one. Oh, oh gee yeah phase one yeah yeah because you yeah because you have others around as well like Falcon and stuff like that but or, or Captain America now excuse me um uh so I, I'm just curious as to what is wh- again a question that we keep asking ourselves is like Actually, I'll save that for the end. Where is the MCU going now? Because I also want to yeah, talk we can about save the it stingers. the stingers. But and that yeah, again, generally, I'm just like okay. I like I just kept thinking there'd be just a, a thread, just a thread, which I think is where I, why I latched onto the blade and why I latched onto the celestial sculptures and people because I was like, what. Like, did they really just hand the keys over to Taika and say, make your fun movie? It doesn't have to connect to anything. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. But I feel like we've gotten a lot of these one-offs that are not connecting for a while now. And, And I'm just curious. And maybe that's on us for caring too much. You know what I mean? I just think there's so much that they can't go through this with a fine tooth comb the way that they used to be able to. Yeah, I, I hope I think they're just hoping things will land. Like I remember that Taika, the thing in Ragnarok was he was like, "I'm gonna destroy Molnir and I'm gonna see what they can do to rewrite that." And they did, and it worked out, and it was great when the time heist happened and he got to use it and all that. But you know, when with I, I did read the the goats, he probably was like, I'm gonna leave these goats in this and make James Gunn deal with these goats or something because mm. he forgot he had to have them in his movie. I don't know. So, you know, I all 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 kidding aside, I I just want them to take this I wanna know that they're taking this very seriously because I mean, we're they all are. they're making a to, ton of money. It's like what's his name from Always Sunny with like the serial killer yarn wall. We're trying to connect all these things. Sure. And like are they just like guys there's no connection we're just gonna like do one thing that's gonna like explain well, it all away 
again, I think one of the reasons why this works for me as a standalone in general is because it got Thor from a very specific point A to a very specific point B, and I'm excited to see how they use him moving forward. Um, yeah. One thing that I will say is I never that want I like him to that, stop being Thor ever. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting at the end how he's using Mjolnir and she's using Stormbreaker. Um, but I have a question for you. Did all of the Stormbreaker stuff work for you in this movie? Actually, yes. I found that hysterical. Like the love triangle you mean when he's like trying to talk down Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually really did like that. But, you know, I I read a review and they were like, this did not work for me at all. But I loved it. <laughs> sure. It worked 80% of the time for me. Like when he's trying to call Mjolnir and then um, Stormbreaker like just comes into the shot. Like that stuff is good. <laughs> But I, I I had a hard time – I don't think they did a good enough job of justifying that Stormbreaker wouldn't, like, keep its shit together um, in, like, directing them with the Rainbow Bridge, um, if that well, – because of what was happening. But uh, I again, read that as – just- re- yeah, I read that as just it has so much new, like new, like a newborn vampire energy because it was just forged, not just forged, but it's a lot younger than Molnir is. So I just read that as just like a crazy chaotic Stormbreaker, um, as opposed to like a refined and dignified, very historical Molnir. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I drew the line at like when you're pouring beer on Stormbreaker. Like I'm sure some people find that very funny, but I was like, okay, this is what is this? Like I, I felt if, like a. If, 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 Stormbreaker responded and, and like a thing lit up on its side that was like, do not, do not like, you know, vandalize me like this, it, you know, like kind of, uh, you know, the ring style with, uh, in Lord of the Rings, like if there was just suddenly a thing on it or, or Kamala's armband, like, mm. you know, some phrase lights up on it. That'd be one thing. But I was like, okay, we don't need to like <laughs> make it sticky. Yeah. For me, the things that worked is when Stormbreaker was animated. Um, the things that didn't work is when Thor was just kind of talking to an axe, like, and it yeah. wasn't responding. The responses from Stormbreaker was what was funny. Thor stuff was not funny. The reaction of Stormbreaker was the funny part in those scenes. So when Stormbreaker is not reacting in other sequences, if you're going to make it something that is like a live, um, you know, a, a live inanimate object, I forget the yeah. term for that. Um but uh, that's what worked for me. But I do want to bring up three things before we kind of talk about what's next in the MCU. The oh, first- uh, real quick. Sorry. Real quick about uh, Mjolnir is I do love that the scattered pieces coming back as one. Oh, that was awesome. I loved that. I also love that it mixed with the Necro Sword at the end. Uh, I thought love. that was super cool. Um and that she had to like make a decision like of like like I just thought that like Mjolnir helped to destroy the Necro Sword. Um, yeah, that it was, was new awesome. cool stuff that we hadn't seen, and yeah. Jane got to do it. And I, yeah, I love that. I would have liked for her to survive and just like have another like for many reasons, but I also like the idea that like or maybe this movie should have included it more. The idea that like I would love to see her living for a little bit knowing that she cannot change back to Jane Foster or she'll die. We get a, we get, we get that at the end. I understand that. But I think that like an ex I could have used, I just could have used more internal Jane Foster struggle is really what well, that's my question. Say. Cause in the comics, isn't she just, isn't the thing that she stays as Thor and she'll live, but if she goes to Jane, she'll die. I thought that, but in this, it made it seem like 
you just can't stay as Thor. Like you will inevitably have to be Jane and you will deteriorate. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's the comics too. Cause she can still turn back in the comic, but she, she doesn't. I don't know. That's true. She does go to Valhalla, I think, in the comics. And maybe she, you know, Valhalla could be of some dimension. I don't know if this is the last we'll see of her. Maybe she can I, I come agreed. back some way. Um, a missed open. opportunity at the end. We'll, we'll get to the stingers in a second. I do want to talk right, about three sorry. things. Um, the statues uh, that we see, that we see the celestial statues, we see the watcher statues, we see a couple more of the three heads, all of that stuff um, in that temple at the end. Um my, and as they leave Hercules, we actually see the Celestials, like, turn. Did you see that? Well, as they leave um, Omnipotent Hercules, City. Hercules, uh, not her, yeah, sorry, Zeus's, Zeus. yeah, Omnipotent yeah. yeah, man, my eyes just were going back and forth during that entire god sequence. I know. Um, I thought that oh, was... Oh, look, it's the god of carpentry. Yeah. <laughs> the bow one. Yeah, like, that was all funny. I really enjoyed... To me, that's when the movie picked up a little bit, when they went to Omnipotent City. Um, yeah. I did... What, what, what's the signal going to be? It'll be go. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say, you didn't say go. Um, you didn't say go. Uh, yeah, all that stuff was good. Um, uh, felt like I was back in Greece. That Russell you think Crow, of, What'd you think of Russell Crowe? It was Crow? great. It was perfect. It was great. Yeah. It was... It was. I thought it was wonderful. I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed. I enjoyed his. I enjoyed his dual nature of showing the court kind of this pompous Zeus, and when he gets down to Thor, he's like reasoning with him one on one. I like. I liked all of that stuff. I think Russell Crowe did a great job. I I enjoy Russell Crowe as an actor a lot, like most people do. We haven't seen him in a while, have we? Yeah. Um, oh, but, I no. wanted to call out the Korg sitting on the. Uh, did you see the 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 um the I forget what his species is, but the rock. Um, his king was sitting on that throne. Did you see yes. what the throne was? <laughs> it was scissors. For yes. those of you who did not see it, scissors rocks beat scissors. And then in the first movie, he couldn't get the flyers, and it's like paper, paper covers rock. Yes. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Um. He's a and of course we can't forget a Cronan, a Crow Cronan, right? <laughs> Cronan. And Korg meets Dwayne the Rock. That was very funny. Yeah. We we I actually the person behind us laughed at that, and we were like, "What's the joke?" Oh, <laughs> so that was good. Um, I mean, and and also like Korg, even though you know Korg's holding hands over a lava pit with Dwayne. Um, also, um, you know. Thor is holding Jane at eternity and they create a child essentially from gore, you know, like, like that was also symbolic of that. Um, but the last thing I want to ask you is did WandaVision with Darcy happen before she's with Jane in chemo or after she's with Jane in chemo? I don't know. There was I don't either. One, I, there was one thing that happened in this movie, and I thought, oh, I I remember when it happened, but now I'm forgetting what it was. When he's going off and he leaves um, Tessa Thompson, Val, with the bolt, because she's, like, recovering. Also, her phantom in the opera t- of the opera t-shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, so good. But when she is has they're back they're back like from sort of stage two of their battle and and jane's in the hospital tessa is has not died from you know reva style injury um there was something that was said there where i was like "Ooh, 
is this maybe supposed to happen before something else? And now I'm forgetting what it was. But it alluded to something that I was like, man, are we still in this COVID thing where we don't remember what was supposed to be released when? Because there was just something that made me feel as though this wasn't the most recent installment in the timeline of the phase so far. Mm-hmm. You know, you think every time you see something, it's released in the order of chronologically. But that's not that's all been scrambled in this one, this phase. So ah, I wish I could remember, but I can't. Oh well. Um I just also wanted to call out, did you ever see James and the Giant Peach, the like yeah. claymation one? Yeah, which yeah. I love. I was getting that on the planet of the Shadow Realm, um, which was great cinematography. I think Taika was really in his bag in that whole bit mm-hmm. and, like all the the shadow creatures like crawling over the planet and like it was black and white it just really was giving me james and giant peach vibes um also the shadow creatures are very scary uh the shadow realm scary. yes the two things one i liked that heimdall had a son i didn't think oh. that the the name banter was funny but i liked the like the the relationship he had with Thor, um, but the Shadow Realm stuff when it turned to black and white, and then when Jane would like light Mjolnir or Thor would like light up, you'd have those like streaks of color everywhere. I just yeah. thought that was gorgeous. That whole sequence was scary. Um, the the idea that he can go into the shadows and pop up behind you is terrifying. <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. That was my favorite sequence in the whole movie by far. Oh yeah, and when he captures them and like they they can't speak, but you see their emotions in their eyes. I mean, that's just great mm-hmm. acting from Tessa and from Nat. But yeah. that was and from Chris. But that was oh, that was great. I I, I liked Little Heimdall. I thought it was really funny um, when he was like, "Man, get out of here!" Like you're not cheering us up. That was the other thing we saw. Gore like actually trying to entertain these children in the most sick and weird way because yes. again he like kind of misses having his daughter he's a dad so yeah he's a dad and again just a compelling villain i don't know yeah i wanted i wanted one more creepy scene from him that's what i needed for him to be an all-timer he needed more time um so the only expectation that i had going into this that didn't happen was that i really thought we were going to get a word up on where Loki is or if Loki was going to Mm. pop somewhere or if we would just get, um, like we talk, they talk about Loki of course, and he's in the play, but like, isn't this so weird that like simultaneous, is it simultaneous? I don't know. Like that was just, I don't know. I thought we'd get something. Yeah. I just, I, I think it would have undercut the pain that he's going through. Yeah, I guess you're right. But it didn't have to be like he shows up and says hi. Yeah. It just I don't know. When you think of Thor, you think of Loki. Um, all right. So before we head out here, and we're going to do the stingers before now, um, so you don't have to wait till afterwards. There were two stingers in this movie. The first one was Zeus has survived, um, and he basically tells his son Hercules, as played by uh, the fabulous Roy Kent. He's only Roy Kent. Greg Goldstein. Yeah, Greg Goldstein um, as Hercules to get revenge essentially on Thor. Um, Love that. Um, And then the second one was Natalie Portman's Jane Foster actually walking into Valhalla and seeing Heimdall who thanks her for watching after her son and basically says like, welcome to Valhalla. You've earned this. Um, um, So let's start with the second one first. Um, I thought it was lovely. I think, like you said earlier, it um, definitely opens up the fact, like, she's not gone, gone, but, like, 
it was a very nice like end for that character, if you will. We got to see the sexy Edris Elba again. Um, Obvi. However, however, it was a huge missed opportunity to have Sif's arm in Valhalla. Oh, that would have been very good. You're right. Like the joke of Sif being like that whole sequence with Sif was very funny where she was like, um, like shit. Yeah. Shit. Like your arm might be in Valhalla. That's actually very funny. Like if Sif's arm was there anyway. So that was the first thing. And then let's go back to the other one. Um, Did you know that Brett Goldstein was going to be Hercules? Did you like, did you like that sequence? Um, I did not expect it no i i've heard brett goldstein bandied about in as to play someone but i don't think it's i heard it in this context so yes total surprise that when i saw him i was like i read something about this but i don't think it was as hercules i also forgot i think that hercules was a character in the comics and then remember that he was Mm -hmm. um so I, and because I, I was also like, did he just kill Zeus? And I knew that there'll be repercussions for that, but I was like, oh, but there's Hercules, so it's like better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, didn't expect it at all. But of course, the minute I saw it, I was like, he's every he's every effing where. Um, so excited for that, like mm-hmm. so excited. I just think it's going to be like a hundred years before we get an actual next yeah. installment of a Thor movie. But who knows? What about you? Um, I very similarly, I had heard rumblings that he was going to be in the MCU. I did hear in passing, like I read it somewhere that like the rumor was Hercules. Um, so, um, I wasn't totally surprised, but I was nice to see if he, especially if he plays Hercules in the same way that he kind of plays Roy Kent as this like stolid, um, you know, like, um, dry character up against Thor's wackiness. That would be a really good dynamic, which would excite me. Um, however... Once again, we get a stinger that's setting up a sequel to a movie and not previewing the next movie we're going to see, which the next movie we the next movie on the docket is Wakanda, the new Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Um, so this is what's coming up. The next thing we're getting is August 10th, the I Am Groot shorts on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Then August 17th, we get She-Hulk for nine episodes. Then in November, we get black Panther Wakanda forever. Then, um, we get the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Then next year, um, we have in February quantum mania, the Ant-Man and the wasp sequel. Finally. Then we get, um, guardians of the galaxy volume three. Then we get miss Marvel or excuse me, the Marvels. Pardon me. I was going to say, when is the Marvels? Okay. Um, then we get next year, and then I think those are the only scheduled things, because then we get the Echo series, which just announced that um, uh, Kristen Ritter is joining the cast of Echo, along Ooh. with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox. Mrs. Jones, as Emma says. <laughs> yeah, and Mrs. Jones. Next year, we also get X-Men 97, Secret Invasion, um, House of Harkness, Armor Wars, Ironheart, um, Spider-Man freshman year, Loki 2 potentially, Marvel Zombies, um, The What If Season 2, Blade is coming soon, then we'll get Fantastic Four, a Captain America sequel. Again, we're going past this now next year. Deadpool 3, The Daredevil Show. Um, Apparently there's a Wakanda series that we'll be getting. 
Um, we're potentially getting a Nova project. There's like a lot of things in the works where we're getting new characters, but that's not even to say we have no updates on when the Shang-Chi sequel is coming out. You know, like that did very well and we're getting a sequel there. Uh, my, I guess there's supposed the, to be an eternal sequel. Who knows if we'll actually get that. But well, I guess what I'm trying to say, oh, but but you also have the Doctor Strange teaser at the end for a sequel there. You have the Eternals teaser with um, Pip and um, uh, 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 Harry Styles. Yeah. And then you have, um, uh, what was the other? Um, uh, Mahershala. You have the Blade stuff, yeah, from Eternals. You have a potential season two of um, uh, Moon Knight. Like, like, there's just so much that, like, these sequel teasers, as opposed to what's coming next teasers, the exciting things about phases one through three was that I would say 90% of the time, it was a teaser for what the next movie was coming, whereas these are not. Or you get one that was for the sequel that was happening in a year that we don't know. Like I remember at the end of Guardians, you did get the the Adam, the like the gold, like I, I'll call you Adam. Like you do get yeah. them in almost all the movies, but they also have one that leads somewhere, or they do like the funny one that makes you really mad, um, and then something that's meaningful. And this one, I was like. I think it was that I was waiting the, the second one because this one was about their personal sequel. So I was like, all right, all right, fine. We that that's probably gonna happen in ten years. But then I was like, okay, the end of Credit Stinger. That's gonna be the one that's gonna lead us. And though I loved it, and I'm glad that she that you know they'll be together again in Valhalla one day. I was like, really, you're not gonna do anything to lead us? Yeah, the the best one of the year, in my opinion, was at the end of Spider Man one or Shang Chi. What? The Shang-Chi one left things open too, like yeah. the beacon, which we're still talking about. So so the beacon at the end of Shang-Chi and then at the end of Spider-Man, and correct me if I'm wrong, at the end of Spider-Man, you got the Venom teaser, which set up the sequel, but you mm-hmm. also got the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. So you got the two things. You got the sequel, um, the sequel teaser, and then you got the um, – the like the excitement for the next one and uh, that also added to the enjoyment of the movie like i just saw an awesome spider-man movie that like may may or not may or may not hold up afterwards but then you have an excellent excellent teaser literally a trailer for the next movie i want more like at the end of captain america first avenger you got a full trailer for the avengers movie which was really fun and then you know at the end of what was it dr strange or whatever it was you got that scene between Thor and Doctor Strange for the Thor Ragnarok teaser. Yes. Like there was just, I don't know. I know. I know. I'm with you. That's why I'm like, is there just, there's too much. They just can't put their arms around all of it. So it's just, things are just going and they're like, we'll figure it out. Like just throw it at the the dartboard. And I, and I, and I, the thing that got me into the MCU were these, these threads. And that's yeah. why I love Star Wars. That's why I love Harry Potter. The threads are like what thrill me. And I don't, I really, I love hunting for this stuff and I'm not finding, and that's why I don't like comics. Cause there's like just too much and a, none of it necessarily matters. Sure. So I just, I want more of those threads in this phase. Just, and I'm like, we're just so confused. far into phase four. And the mo- and the TV shows are convoluting it a little bit. Um, they're great. I mean, we're enjoying them, obviously. But, like, 
I, we're so far into phase four and it feels like more content because each show has six to, you know, eight episodes. Um, I just don't know what we're, I'm enjoying them individually, but I just don't know where we're going. Yeah. Agreed. There's so many characters now. There are so many characters. I don't envy Feige. No. But I had a great time. I did. I have a fun time. Same. Well, nerds, it was a classic Thor adventure. So we hope you had as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us on Sunday for a special crossover episode where we'll be talking Stranger Things 4. And who is that crossover with? You will never know unless you listen next week um and and first we're gonna do all of stranger things season four so we're gonna cover parts one and parts two um so as a small universe in a multiverse of other nerd verses the reviews and ratings are super important for us to grow so thank you so much for listening um rate and review us um and we'll keep telling uh, uh we'll keep doing all the shows as long as you keep telling your nerdy friends about us and remember eat my I will say I needed more. I I think there could have been funnier things with Korg's face. Like if if Korg's face ended up getting like hit by the hammer and he was on the hammer, or he was on the goat's face. Like I think there could have been more comic relief with his thing. Also, just to say, like I guess my body grows back. Like that was a little bit of a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I know. I was I was glad because when when he when they get him, I'm like, <gasps> like Korg. Like I don't want to lose you. Um, yeah. So I was relieved, but no, that was funny. And then when she put him on in like in her braids, that was funny. Yeah, that was um, funny. Yeah, the fan of the Opera tea, though, that was that was quite good. And then Everything. I really oh my piece of merch that I would want is her her like new Asgard Kings jersey at the end when she's like teaching oh my bullshit. god I noticed that I thought of Justin when I saw that. Um, yeah, I think that's what I would want. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I would want. Uh, I think I would want an Infinity Cone or a Gauntlet <gasps> yes. Cone Gauntlet or whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was like the Infinity Gauntlet like. Part ice cream parlor or something. I, yeah, I just yeah, imagine. It was, was yeah, I just imagine. You know, like 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 when you get chicken wings or nachos and a a helmet from a baseball game. I just imagine right. that. Also, I will say I didn't get one. The Mjolnir popcorn bucket at AMC looked amazing. Some people got I it in the audience. Those. I saw yeah. those. So we do Regal. We're a Regal household. So we did. Justin yeah. did get the souvenir cup and. um and bucket, uh, but popcorn bucket, but it was not as cool as the millionaire. Mm. His his cup was really cool. It had like the retro like seventies um, uh, fonts and everything, which I of course appreciate. And then it had like the keychain, the millionaire keychain that like like sits on the top. Um, oh, cool. So that was cool. And then the bucket was actually like tin, like a, a hammer, and it was three D and it was fun. Anyway, we're a, you were an AMC household, and we pray to the god of uh, Nicole Kidman. What? Wait, have you never been to an AMC recently? No. Is she like the spokesperson? 
Joanna, I'm gonna send it to you. Oh my gosh, it's an it's a huge joke now. There's this big like AMC commercial where she like it's a rainy night and she walks into the movie theater and she has this monologue about like how like this is where we see our heroes and our villains and and whatnot. What? And, yes, and people are just like the joke around about it and like people like cheer in the movie theaters now because like I'll send I'll send you the YouTube. It's in front of every That's AMC so movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Regal's so janky. We just have Maria Menounos and like that, oh, we have, stupid posters that talk to you. We have and the Maria minions, Menounos, the minions the are everywhere. Nuvi, Nuvi or whatever it is. Nuvi, yeah, yeah. So awful. Anyway, 